Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me... This week are my good friends, Act Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. Hello. Mr. Sexy Puna Kana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermel. The soothing sounds of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. And this is another edition of Throwback Madness, Road to WrestleMania. We are back with Joey's pick, WrestleMania 19. So I'll start this the way I start every one of these. Was there any specific reason you chose WrestleMania 19, Joseph? I mean, there's a couple reasons. I thought it was a uh, is it, a good bridge to the WrestleMania we're into now, or we're going into now. Um, there's a couple of matches in here I remember being just great matches, and I kind of kind of wanted to revisit that. Um, I narrowed my choices down to three, and this one this one crushed it. Ultimately, one out. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, so this was during my years of like transitioning out of not liking <laughs> WWE anymore when all the WCW guys came in and I just didn't feel like seeing these guys on Raw, on SmackDown, at WrestleMania. And I had fun watching this one. More fun than I expected to. Um, we had the, the opening vignette with Angle, uh, Austin... Mark Calloway, Hogan, Jericho, all kind of just putting over the idea of WrestleMania. I thought it was a good opening vignette. But before we get into the show, Alo, would you like to go over our rating system for anyone who may not remember it or may not be familiar with it? You better get familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it was a horrible show, it's a jobber, false woman middle, it's a slobber knocker, it's a fantastic show, it's a showstopper. And then there's the Trump. The Trump, yeah. <laughs> Which we don't have a lot of those. Yeah, o- only one that I can remember, maybe two. Fastlane, when Bill. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a Trump. I, I was I wanted someone to bring up what it was. So I, remember. <laughs> I didn't remember that either. With with uh, Flash TV star. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I had it in my notes a couple weeks ago because I caught up on the Flash. It's so He's, bad, isn't it? He is just as bad of an actor <laughs> as he is a wrestler, and you'd think for. Even though he's a horrible wrestler, you'd think he'd be able to do a pretty decent fake fight on a TV show, <laughs> and he think, can't even do that. Think. You would think, so but he, you'd, be, you'd be wrong. So he can't do a choreographed fight? No, he which, cannot. Which he did for years. No, which which I gotta say I was not surprised about. He didn't sell his acting ability in his uh, recent commercial with Michael B. Jordan? No. Uh, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, is his back has to hurt because he carries <laughs> that commercial. Um how bad has the Flash gotten? It's terrible. It's not good. <laughs> Don't lie. You're happy that his performance wasn't good. Of course it, I am. You would probably have been pissed if you were impressed by his acting. So, I will tell you, there's nothing he could have done that would have impressed me. But if I thought it might have been good, I probably would have been mad. Uh, but yeah, I, I obviously, I'm always rooting for him to, to <laughs> At every turn. Everything he does, I hope he fails. Yeah, we already talked off before there. You're, you already have a plan for him to... For <laughs> yeah. a future failure. <laughs> yes, we, we will get to that on, uh, what, April April 11th, I guess. We'll get to that. Uh, so, who we go... Eck, what's your rating for WrestleMania 19? You know what? I think while watching this show, 
and I think there was more than one match that I rewatched because I was like, man, this match is. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but I was like, I'm supposed to think higher of this. I am not going to sit here and in present day rate this. I am going to rate this from 2002 when I originally watched this, <laughs> and, or 2003, when I was 12 years old and watched it, this was a showstopper. I'm going to keep the memory of how I view this show as a child. I, I will say it's a showstopper. That's fair. I yeah. feel like that's a that's a good prism to to watch these through. Yeah, you have to. Alo, your your rating. When we came back from Mania last year, we kept debating. Well, even at Mania, after we went off air, and then a few days after, we kept pr- ranking the WrestleManias. We thought thirty three was excellent, mm-hmm. and um, I know I put it high, in high regard. I said it was probably my my second and third favorite i know you you held it up that high too everybody yeah. else did laugh except laugh of yeah. course <laughs> <laughs> typical but um but yeah and um i know derek on fca mentioned that he kept mentioning 19 and i'm kind of glad joey did i'm uh, picking this because i remember growing up i did not care for 19 at all i had the dvd i didn't really play it that much i just didn't really care for maybe maybe it was too much limb biscuit maybe or I just like <laughs> the song that'll do it. there's no maybe about that that'll there was do. definitely too much limb that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, that'll I don't do know it. how limb biscuit was ever cool yeah cuz <laughs> But but I'm a, but I'm gonna give this a show. So stop. nobody's claiming to be a crack addict here, huh? No, no. no I, don't, I hope not. Anyway. I see. No, no, the first um, what's that album called? Joey Chocolate Covered Starfish. That was fine. <laughs> Hot dog flavor. Yeah, that that album was fine. Now now this song in order to have extra crap, like I was like, okay, that, that that's it. That's enough. And there's <laughs> You've a point, gone too far. Yeah, and there's a point there. with Chimmel. I love Chimmel introduced him as WWE's favorite band. Yeah, that telling. <laughs> yes. That, that would be their favorite Very band. Telling. Yeah, but I'm going to give this a showstopper. I really did enjoy this. Derek was correct about this was really good in retrospect. And watching this, I have, because like Eric, I was watching this, I haven't really re- revisited this, but as a 12-year-old, I don't appreciate what's going on as much until you get down later. Right. And there were two people in particular that they had these errors of their characters and, um, I, could, I didn't appreciate it as much. And watching this back, I was like, okay, this was really, really good. And when we get to those matches, I'll break that down. But I thought everything was pretty solid. I thought the Hogan-Vince match was totally even very well. I really mm-hmm. did. Um, yeah. The Kurt Angle-Brock thing, I think the match is a little bit overhyped, personally. We'll get to that later. But um, I'm going to give it a showstopper. I really did enjoy this show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Joseph? Um, your rating for your selection? I want to give it a pretty solid showstopper. <laughs> wow. I mean, he, he, I, there was good matches going in that I knew about, even the bad matches. And there was some, but they were still good. They were still entertaining TV. I mean, I, I like, uh, we'll get more into it as we go through the matches. I mean, I read bad reviews about the Hogan-Mitz McMahon match. Just from people saying bad reviews, but me watching it, I'd watch that today. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt it's going to get bad reviews, but it was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was great to watch it, <laughs> my point of view, so I, don't, yeah. I didn't understand some of the reviews watching it. I enjoyed it. So it's IWC Marks talking about moves. And I, wanted see, <laughs> I wanted to see the failed moonsault. And no, se- no selling. <laughs> yeah, this is tough for me, because this is one of the... I, I try not to go, like, between ratings. I try to, like, pick an actual rating. That's why I think our system needs to be tweaked a little bit. There's no we need between. to add like one more. There's no in between. I think it needs to be five. 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 So there's, I I, I get what you're saying. There's mm-hmm. a high, there's a low, there's a middle, and then there's a high middle and a low mm-hmm. middle. Mm-hmm. So I, and I also don't like to agree with everybody. 
Oh, um, job it out. Yeah, I'm not giving it a jobber. I'm just going to give it a, a slobber knocker. Just because, like I said, this era for me is like I watch it and I remember. Like you said, you, you were watching it through your 12-year-old eyes, how much you loved it. I'm watching it through my 23-and-a-half-year-old eyes. Like, eh, now I'm good. Well, there was no Randy Orton or Batista. So. That's true. <laughs> so you should be happy. And there, there's a couple other guys so that I was not happy with. you from here. Alcohol Blurred Eyes? <laughs> yeah. Saying? I was not quite as drunk all the time here as I was in a lot of our late 90s, real early 2000s stuff that we reviewed. Uh, but it was in Seattle, Safeco Field. Is this the first one they did at a field like that? Like a huge arena? Um, they were at the Sky Dome the year prior. Ash- the Astrodome. Too, the Astrodome at 17. 17, yeah. That's right. Um, but I think it was the first time they actually did a field. No, Astrodome was the field. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is um, the field, right? Where's that with mm-hmm. the... Okay. The... Am I the only one that didn't see America the Beautiful to start the show? I fast-forward through that. It wasn't the there. No, e- anytime, I just fast-forward to the first match in the entrance. Yeah, it wasn't there. I like to see the beginning just to see, like, the I, lead I watched into the lead it. In. I didn't notice that, but yeah, I, well, it wasn't there. So they didn't show America the Beautiful, sung by Ashanti, and I will tell you, 24-year-old <laughs> Ash would have been very disappointed to have not seen Ashanti on my screen. <laughs> you know what's funny? They were playing that at work today. <laughs> really? Yeah. And when it stopped, I was like, turn that off. And I was like, <laughs> any reason or why? I just liked her. I thought she no, was no, hot. No, 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 no. Why they didn't show? I have no idea. I don't know either. And I didn't think to to look at it, but I know I got a, a couple matches in. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, who's saying America the Beautiful? And so I like I go- I went to the beginning I'm, and I didn't see it. I googled it and saw that it was her. I'm kind of a little less impressed now because I thought you were watching it. Like, damn it, I remember 15 years ago Ashanti saying. Oh no no no. <laughs> And no, I don't remember that at all. And because all right. the funny thing is, I, um, the older women I work with, they're like in their late 30s. Anytime that she plays music all, every morning, and um, every time she plays something, I like to mess with her and tell her how old I was when it came out. <laughs> old. So she, how old is she? Thir- I think she's like 38. Okay, so she's exactly my age. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, <laughs> you be careful, you're calling old women. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right? 38, these old women are working. old hag at work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I call them cougars. <laughs> but, um, this beat up <laughs> But um, um, b- um, Baby came on. I was like, oh, man, I was 11 years old when this came <laughs> Was that your jam at 11? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, appreciate the early catalog of Ashanti. Yeah. Uh, and even though I may not have liked it at the time, I definitely have nostalgia for any time she's paired up with Ja Rule. Yeah. Didn't love it at the time, but now I love it anytime I hear it. Um, opening match, Rey Mysterio against Matt Hardy. Version well, 1. Love version it. 1. <laughs> Loving the Daredevil gear. Yeah. Yes. For the, yeah, for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, what did you guys think of, of this iteration of Rey Mysterio, this iteration of Matt well, I Hardy? I love the uh, Matt Hardy facts, which I forgot. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Leading in with he doesn't you know, understand how WrestleMania ever happened. Matt Hardy, the, v1, uh, Matt Hardy V1, underrated. I will always say that. It was great. Well, it's funny. We always, when we do these throwbacks, we usually always say it starts off with a tables match or uh, a two-pool segment. I mean, this is a hell of a starter. Definitely, I think, an underrated star. I'm not going to say it's one of the best uh, Mania ones, but it's definitely something you forget about. Yeah, I had no idea that was coming. Um, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was fun to see. I think it's always fun to see Matt Hardy before he's broken or woken because it really is like a whole different guy to me. Well, this was the only... This is. This is actually the first time he actually had a legit character. Right. Because yeah. he was, like, so into himself. Like mm-hmm. Joey said with the Matt facts and mm-hmm. when the Matt facts says, I don't know how they did WrestleMania without me. <laughs> how great was that awful 
live.com camera. So good. How far, <laughs> how far have we come technologically from so good. those days? Because that was a legit video cam- video yeah. thing they would use on .com, which is fantastic. Probably broadcasting through a dial-up modem. I don't remember a lot about version one, but what was the deal with the sidekick? Oh, sh- oh his Shannon little, Moore. Shannon Moore, yeah. His, his, his MF-er. <laughs> his Mattitude follower. He was just there. Yeah, because when Matt... Cause Side when, piece? Because when Matt... Um, when Matt turned on Jeff, the SummerSlam, the role before SummerSlam, because Jeff, it was Jeff versus RVD to see who was going to face Chris Benoit. And Eric Dishaw kind of kind of pushed Matt to the side and gave the match to Jeff, and then Matt turned on Jeff, and he went to SmackDown the next week. So um, he, he's noted as always being friends with Gregory, Gregory Helms and Shannon Moore. So he kind of befriended them or whatever, and um, Shannon's the one that ended up staying with him. And then Matt started the whole Mattitude thing, <laughs> and then he was trying to teach J- Shannon Moore how to, how to follow Mattitude. So, he was like, Mattitude. <laughs> so Shannon was there from day one with the version one? Yeah. Okay. Day one ish, right there. My, my, next qu- my next question was going to be how long until he came along. So I mean, yeah, 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 he was with him the whole time, and then Crash Holly will become an MF or two. Yeah, I remember wow, that. Wow, I don't remember that. How long did Matt hold the cruiserweight title after this mania? It was about a maybe a month because he would lose it. He would lose it to Ray in a match. It was actually better than this on SmackDown. That was because, SmackDown match. Okay. Yeah, listen, I, I would say, I mean, if you f- forget the card when this match is starting, okay, Matt's going to drop it. I mean, you, you, that's what right. I would anticipate if you don't remember. Like, okay, Ray had the belt. This is probably going to be when he wins it. That's absolutely what I thought. I was assuming I was watching Ray Mysterio winning the Cruiserweight Championship. Really? So I actually got, like, a surprise from a 15-year-old show. <laughs> and I, I love, Matt held I on love to. when you can watch a 15-year-old show and you don't you think you know what's going to happen and it happens differently. But you have no idea. Right. I do appreciate... Not going to stump Ayla, though. No. <laughs> well, no. Never, never that. <laughs> I do appreciate uh, Matt version one. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for the figure. I do. Yeah, because... Um, uh, because the constant thing when he was champion too, he had to stay under the weight limit. So like some of those vignettes of him trying to stay under weight. Because <laughs> when he would, when because in February he would beat. And they're Billy. trying to pay homage to that right now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, in February he would beat Billy Kidman the month prior for the cruiserweight title, but he had to like cut get, get cut get cut the weight down. So yeah, like, it wasn't two hundred five; that was two twenty five. Yeah, two twenty five. Billy Kidman or prototype Billy Kidman. <laughs> he had the tights. Okay, so prototype. <laughs> yeah, type yeah. Of so so no no Tommy Hill figures, but um. <laughs> Yeah, so he like, he was um, running on the treadmill with the bag. I think one match he passed out because he was re- <laughs> he was wrestling in the garbage bag on. So good, right? Matt V one so great. It was a great character. So great, and I like how he. At this point, Matt wasn't quoted as a high fo- flyer, but I like how he grounded Ray in this match. But like I said, the match on SmackDown was better than this match at Main. So this was different styles of cruiserweights before Triple H decided to do that in the cruiserweight classic. Yes, <laughs> uh, we had a limousine pull up. With the Miller Lite catfight girls, <laughs> uh, we had <laughs> we had Nathan Jones laid out uh, by the Big Show and uh, who who else was it? The A Train, the A Train, Albert, Prince that, Albert, that's Albert, right. A um, Train and Big Show. Yes, um, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be Mean Mark's partner for <laughs> the match later in the evening. Uh, I have in my note Limp Biscuit. Nope. So I don't know what they did. I, fa- I assume they, they performed rolling. Yeah. Fast forwarded that real quick. <laughs> I think a couple times Fred Durst forgot the words to the song because he, he just not like, surprising. Curse and T- typical rapper. Oh yeah, I, you can make stuff up on the on the fly. It de- seeing him though definitely took me back because he was just a guy you saw everywhere, and whatever his look was that he was going for, everybody well, so many generic white dudes were trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So. It brought back memory, like not so fond memories, 
just seeing his face. But yeah, fast forwarded through Limp Biscuit. We had Mark Calloway in a <laughs> handicap match. Oh no! Versus the Big Show and A Train. The forgotten match in the streak. Yeah, this was his eleventh straight win at WrestleMania. Probably rightfully so. Yeah, buried two people at once. Yeah, two um, big holes. <laughs> yeah, did it, did anybody particularly like this match? No, <laughs> no. I mean, I forgot how bad Nathan Jones was as well. I mean, it, his character was always bad. I never really enjoyed that guy. He's a big dude, but doesn't I'll, do much I'll, for me. I'll say one thing right now. Mm-hmm. Watching the end of it, and I understand he was just in a handicap match. He's beaten down, but I mean, I remember being twelve years old watching this and saying, "Man." Undertaker's beat up, man. He don't got many more years left. <laughs> Little did you know. Little did I know. They would be draining his soul for Just the next this five very decades. Oh, he's very really day. slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> at least Your he thoughts, lost. Ayla? Unless he lost that badass character. Yeah. Well, I gotta sum this up first. I gotta say this first. Taz is terrible. He mm-hmm. is so bad. I don't. Like, at one point, he said, "Um, oh, A Train has a lot of hair under his arms." I think Taz's problem is. He speaks out loud while he's thinking, and everything he says doesn't come off clear. It's like, huh, that, that makes no sense. It sounds terrible. And But I have nothing to say about the match because, like I said, this is the forgotten match in the streak, and I've always said that The Undertaker is like the ultimate professional wrestling. The fact that he's going to team up with Nathan Jones, who amount to nothing, he's only there for a year, <laughs> at WrestleMania, says a lot about the guy. It really does. Yeah. Um, just to, to hammer home the point of how forgotten this is, I have a note. It says, spot on the floor with A-Train reminded me a little of Brock's spot. And I totally forget what I was even referencing. <laughs> oh, I just remembered. There was a spot when they were both laying on the floor, and they kind of sat up and reacted to each other. It reminded me of the, the infamous spot where Brock was laughing at Undertaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, yeah, I don't have much comment other than that. It kind of just was what it was. Nathan Jones ends up getting involved at the end. Obviously, we all knew The Undertaker was going to win this one. What did he get to? 21-0, right? Mm-hmm. So he had 10 left before he would lose one. That's crazy. Like you said, you felt like he was slowing down at this time. <laughs> and don't the get street- me wrong. He did give us some more good matches. But I right. just remember, like, when you look at, like, how tired he is, and he, you know, he didn't look like a scrapping young youngster. Scrapping young youngster. No, I feel like, unfortunately for him, a lot of that could be hidden by the fact that he was the Undertaker. And when he was just himself, that illusion that he was something more than that was just gone. Yeah, nothing to hide behind. No. And he Plus, needed... you're, not, you're not really in the ring with, with some good workers in there anyway, so you have to kind of carry the match. Yeah, I mean, and he carried two guys that are greatly better than him. I'm just saying, I recall that was, you know, that did go through my head then. Most of his matches moving forward against guys who were like, in either in the prime or could carry a slowing down Undertaker. Not that he didn't do anything, but you know what I mean? Yeah, the, and those two more. guys were definitely not capable no. of, of that. We got a segment, the Catfight Girls, with Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler. She got legs. <laughs> we had JR uh, cheerleading the Iraq War, which <laughs> this literally was about a week or two after it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, re- I remember this specifically. So this is another reason why I didn't watch this WrestleMania. My mom had just gone in the hospital. This was like two months before she passed away. So I didn't watch WrestleMania. I remember seeing in the hospital like this first night of the Iraq War and JR cheerleading it. I'm like, I just realized how long ago this really was. 
how different my life was when this show happened from how it is now. And then who knew? I shouldn't say who knew. A lot of people knew. But my God, were they wrong in the whole Iraq War. Another story for another podcast. <laughs> Not this one. But it's just weird 15 years later hearing the Iraq War being cheered on. Yeah, it's just an odd, an odd thing to hear. Uh, Trish Stratus versus Jazz versus Victoria for the women's title. Uh, Steven Richards with with Victoria in those pink tights. Um, this was where in regards to um, I'm drawing a blank on what they were called. Right to censor. Two years post. Two years post. Two. Years, so it was that mm-hmm. far after. Yeah. Did Steven Richards ever do anything again after that? That was uh, as significant. No, no. not as significant. No. no, he just bounced around. He was a hardcore champion a couple times, and then he was with Victoria's boyfriend or boy toy. Did you see that body? He beat my boy toy as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, women's triple threat match. This was obviously before they uh, put much weight behind the women's division. Does anyone have any good thoughts on this match? I got Trish. to put on Trish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, other than how good Trish looks. Uh, my God, Gorilla. Is there anything good to say Those about this? Those things like they were about to pop out a couple times. Well, yeah. I, I think Jazz and Victoria... The 12-year-old Eric was hoping. <laughs> no, yeah. I bet he was. Yeah, um, Jazz and Victoria, they go underrated all the time because um, Jazz was like... At this time, Jazz, like the, the deep women's division, they were like glamorous or whatever, and Jazz wasn't, so... She was kind of like the baddest of the baddest of the division. I think every division kind of needs that, so 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 um, to be taken more seriously. Yeah. But Jazz was really good t- too. Like you said, Victoria and Steve Richards, one of my favorite odd couples. Those couples, they always tend to work. Mm-hmm. Jazz has some guns. Oh, she did. <laughs> she yeah, really she did. was. Yeah, she was. She was built. I mean, overall, uh, I mean, looking at where we're at now, in women's wrestling, when the matches we're getting now, it's kind of hard to look at this and give it like. But for what it was worth back in that time, I don't think it was an awful match. I enjoyed it. Trish gets the victory, which is, you know, fun. It was kind good of, judged kind of, against kind of the other matches moment. of its day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Trish, what, her fourth women's title reign? Uh, no, her second. Second, really? Was mm-hmm. that early? I don't know why. I no, 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 I'm before. sorry. It might, probably was her third. Um, third or fourth, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about 2002 to 2003. Yeah, it, it is hard to judge this in a positive light, just based on what we've seen the last three years in women's wrestling. Um, but nonetheless, Trish, obviously we said the other two are underrated. Trish, I don't want to say she's underrated, but I don't think people really give her the credit for becoming as good as she did. Yeah, because we, we reviewed older shows where she wasn't even te- technically a wrestler yet, and to see where she came, and that, like even up to her retirement, that's basically five years of her in the ring. She really made a lo- came a long way. She did, and obviously always had a pretty good character throughout. Yeah, and she was a, and she was always a. We talked about this on thirty one about AJ and J- Trish was AJ first because Trish was no matter what was always a focal point of the show. Right, was always involved in something that was a, a relatively big story. I mean, Trish's earlier matches were probably Lana esque. Yeah, and to see where where she's at in this match, it's it's a huge jump. Oh yeah, huge step forward. Strong uh, comparison. Yeah, we had The Rock with a young coach <laughs> who's 15 years later. He's right back where he started. Um, I I really... WrestleMania where it all begins again. Yeah. I really liked this interview <clears throat> because, one, him, how much he hates the people is basically the gist of the whole interview. That the people say he's a sellout 
He turned his back on them. He doesn't care what they think anymore. You know, he hurt. they hurt him. But then by the end of it, because he's trying to talk about how he's too big for all of this, he gets to the end of the promo talking about how beating Austin is the one thing he never did. And by the end of it, you see on his face and in his words that it actually is important to him to do it. And it's an interesting dynamic to see the guy that's too cool for everything, but like he actually does care about this as much as he doesn't want to. And the weird thing is the crowd pops for him when he started really like revving up into mm-hmm. his rock stick. They're booing him the whole time and then start going nuts for him when he starts really getting into it. So good. Yeah, did anybody else appreciate this interview as much as oh, I did? I appreciate it. now forever. <laughs> Ho- I'll say this right now, but Hollywood Rock, we didn't get this for long. We only got it for like three months. Underrated. Yeah, I, like I said, I thought this interview was good. I thought it showed a lot. And for a guy who supposedly got too big, I liked that he still actually cared. He did some of your favorite work of all time the next night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to say we'll get to that, but hopefully we don't. <laughs> um, Los Guerreros versus Benoit and Rhino and Team Angle. Tag titles on the line. You guys can get into it because I'm not going to talk about anything that has to do with Chris Benoit. Well, I'll say first, you know, we talk about it a lot the past couple years for Mania. You know, they do a lot of the multi-man matches. They try to cram, uh, cram a bunch of people in. And with how injury-prone a lot of people have been the past few years, you'll see stuff like Cesaro just did an interview reflecting on 31, talking about him and Rollins hanging out together because they weren't, you know, they were both injured. They weren't there for it. And one tag team, uh, Benoit and Rhino, neither of them, they were both injured the year prior for 18. So it was cool to see, you know, kind of how, like, stuff going on 15 years in the past still was going on like, like you don't pay that much attention to, like I don't I don't think about people being hurt for specific shows where, right. like someone goes down nowadays but it's cool to see that I actually enjoy the matches I'm sure you did my only two notes uh-huh. <laughs> um I don't know if we're going to call Team Angle uh, American Alpha Zero or <laughs> American Alpha the Prelude. And Ron finally knows who Charlie Haas is. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's American Alpha the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Prelude. I'm trying to think if there's or like Or American a, Alpha Zero. That's what I said. I do like American Alpha Zero as well. I feel like there's another word there that I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking of. Joe, your thoughts on this? Triple threat tag match? It was a pretty good match. Like you said, you're, you got the packaging of random <clears throat> tag teams. I mean, I've seen Benoit and Rhino together. It's kind of a weird tag team. I don't know how that came to be for the WrestleMania, but you know, it's entertaining <laughs> in that sense. Um, you had some good action. Of course, anytime you get some Guerrero in there, you're going to be you're in for a treat. I mean, some good, good TV right there. Um, and then you got the uh, American Alpha Zero <laughs> sneaking away with the victory. Show it. Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, got him. Kurt Angle got himself to show <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> uh, back in the locker room, we had the cat fight girls with Stacy and Tori once again, fighting over who made WrestleMania what it was, Hogan or Vince. They are then arguing over whether they're going going to settle it in the ring or in bed, and they somehow fall into settling it in bed. 
Who knows at the time what that entails? That's where all my good disputes happen. Yeah, in bed. <laughs> in bed. In bed. <laughs> that's where you're... you're argument uh, at work, we're going to bed. That's where you're settling all your... You're resolving all of your issues? All the issues. <laughs> Any issue that needs resolving is in the bed. <laughs> well, Mr. Sexy for a reason, I guess. The only arguments you ever won. <laughs> <laughs> um, we move into the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, against Chris Jericho. My two favorites of all time, one who just recently surpassed the other. Um, I really, I mean, I did enjoy this match. This whole feud was going on for a really long time and warrantedly, warranted to be going on as long as it did. The idea that Jericho wanted to be like Sean, because I remember that was one of the things that attracted me to Jericho, was the idea that this guy could be the next one. And when I was just finding out about him was when Sean was not there. So I was like, oh, this is the next guy. But then he kind of, he says, I grew up and wanted to be the first Jericho, which he did. I loved HBK. Yeah, I loved HBK for everything he did, for having two totally distinct careers. But for Jericho to to have started back in the 90s, last now, do so many different versions of himself, be excellent in every one, to have been during the highs of the Attitude Era and still be just as good now when it seems like almost nobody can really do anything interesting. That's why, to me, he's the greatest of all time. But, I don't know. Joseph, I'll, I'll let you take this one first. Sure. What were your thoughts on HBK, Jericho, the match, and the kind of whole feud between well, every, the two? Everything about it was terrific. Like, I, I loved watching the lead into it. Like you said, he never wanted... He won, looked up to Michaels. Now he wants to demolish Michaels because he's better than Michaels. It's classic Jericho. I mean, I would have went back and watched some of these brawls um, just to see the feud kind of transpire the way it did. Um, that part was fun. Mm-hmm. And then again, you get a, you get a high-quality match... And it's kind of weird, and I looked at it, um, spoiler alert, we covered <laughs> WrestleMania six, and we are talking about the Rockers, and looking at Shawn, that Shawn Michaels, and then you look at this Shawn Michaels, it's like, are these the same people? Yeah, it does not even them. seem like the same no, human being. No, like, how, can he, how is it even possible? But, I mean, I thought it was a terrific match. I mean, I was on the edge of my teeth for every moment, and, I mean, going into it, you gotta think, this is Jericho's time to shine, Jericho's gonna get the victory, you end up with Michaels walking away. Yeah, and you mentioned Shawn Michaels possibly being two different people from 1990 to 2003. There was always rumors that there was more than one Ultimate Warrior, that it wasn't the same guy. (laughs) And I wonder where are the rumors that Shawn Michaels was not always the same guy playing (laughs) Shawn Michaels. Um, Was Jericho wearing the ringside exclusive gear in this? That was that gear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first thing I thought of, it's my first note, was ringside exclusive That's gear. That's good work. Um, what a mark. <laughs> well, it's such a great figure. And I saw it, I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure that that's it. I don't think it just looks like it. I yeah. think it is it. That'll be loose life soon. Yeah. Eck, your thoughts on HBK and Jericho? Um, so this is where like I had a hard time with, like when I said I rated this show from my 12-year-old, um, 12-year-old aspect or mm-hmm. viewpoint. I... I guess with this match, I don't see the hype. I actually just heard, you know, an interview where someone claimed, um, you know, this match inspired them to want to be a wrestler. They now wrestle in NXT, and I'm sitting here and watching it, and I'm like, I remember watching it then, and I was... Who was it that said that? 
uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, okay. And I remember... Um, Makes sense. I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, uh, I remember <coughs> watching this as, as a 12-year-old, and I was happy Sean won. I was looking forward to the match. Jericho was great as a heel to get me to the point where I... I hated him. I mm-hmm. thought, like, you know, he deserves to lose. <laughs> I love the, I loved even then the little turn at after the match, like the fake tears, and then hit, hits him in the nuts. I mean, but for some reason, I don't think this lives up as the match isn't as good as people make it out to be. Do you think it's because you've seen both of them do so much better? Because I feel like these two should have done something better. The the build-up was good. And then I think another thing that was an issue to me, the first time I sat back and rewatched the match, I watched the video package and I'm expecting something so good. So I watched about half the match and then I wasn't really into it. I was like, now, you know what? Rewind, pause, I'll watch this again tomorrow. In between my drive to work, I reheard the Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> interview, and he's saying, "I'm like, oh, perfect time. I'm watching this match tonight, and I watch it. I'm like, it fell flat again for me. So, yeah, yeah, definitely oh, not the highlight of the show. Yeah, the reason this kind of gets more much of a high regard is because it's more of a pure wrestling match. Because this another story that I always like in wrestling is I looked up to you, and that's what um, Jericho's thing was in this match because. Jericho threw him out in the Rumble. Yeah, he threw him out in the Rumble, and then they didn't wrestle in February, no way out, because he fought Jeff. But I like Jericho mimicking um, <laughs> Michaels throughout the match. Yeah. He even did an uh, X2 fly shuffle before the Sweet Shit music. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I, di- I died for that. <laughs> but yeah, but all the, I think, like I said, like this is more of a pure... Re- I see Eric's point, but like for like the wrestling purists, this is like a legit wrestling match, even when Michaels went in with a, went in with a roll-up. Yeah. It wasn't a decisive finish. It yeah. wasn't a finisher hit on another guy. It was definitely a you know a counter. And, yeah. and I think that it got was, again, I, I, even at twelve years old, I was like, I I, I want to switch in music right there. Like he's gonna win, and that's not how I wanted him to yeah, win. I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed the mind games of it too. You could see it in the ring playing out. Like Michael's just sitting on the ropes. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like mm-hmm. you know he, he went Jericho with the shuffle. They're 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 playing <laughs> with each other. They're kind of toying with each other in you know mental aspects. Yeah, you see the similarities between the two of them. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you really even said. What's your thoughts on the match? You liked it, or you... I liked it. I didn't. I wasn't in love with it. Okay. I thought it was a good match. Um, like I said, I've seen both guys have much better performances mm. than this, but it did. I mean, this went forward from here. Not much, really, because what happened was not Jericho well. The night after, after. the next night on Raw, that's when Goldberg came. I believe the week after Kevin Nash came back. That's a dirty word. <laughs> yeah, I believe Kevin Nash came back the week after. And then at Backlash the next month in April, it was a six-man tag. It was uh, Triple H, Jericho, I think Flair against um, Michaels, Booker T, and Kevin Nash. Yeah, I thought it was good. But like I said, it's not in the top five for me for either guy. Yeah, I don't. I probably wouldn't even put in the top ten of my personal favorite to watch. Like, if I... Had to pick 10 matches for either guy, separate categories, and those would be the last 10 matches I could watch of them for the rest of my life. That I don't think it would have ended up on either of the list. Yeah, for me, a big part of why I enjoyed it and why it kept me probably more interested than you is because one guy was my favorite. Then when that guy went away, the other guy became my favorite. And then just last year, I was actually waging the war of which one do... <laughs> I love more for the entirety of their career. 
So it's just interesting to get to sit down and watch a WrestleMania match between those two guys when they were still doing what they were doing at their yeah. at their peak, kind of. Um, so that that alone kind of kept me. I mean, me. speaking of peak, I mean that's that's nineteen and. Come the 32, in my opinion, again, Jericho has a better match with AJ in comparison to that. So I'm just like, damn. Remember how mad everybody was that Jericho won that match? Against AJ? Uh, I, I told you guys I wouldn't be shocked because there was no need, reason to have that match. I don't just mean us. I mean the whole community oh, of wrestling believe, oh, fans yeah. were furious that Jericho yeah, but, won. Yeah, but they were happy the next night. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. AJ had a title shot against Roman. Yeah. Uh, we had, what's the guy's name? Grunier? Who? The ref. Oh, Sylvain, Gar- S- <coughs> Sylvain Grenier. Oh, Grenier, that's right. Um, see- <laughs> the way you pronounce his name was great. Yeah, we see, yeah, I don't know. We see him sneak into Mr. McMahon's locker room. SmackDown referee shirts are terrible. Yeah, the, the, the blue polo. Mm-hmm. They uh, laugh, I know, is not a fan. He does not like a polo shirt, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, it's torture. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. As WWE does at every arena they enter, they broke the Safeco attendance record with 54,097 people. Is there any arena they have not broken the record in? Because <laughs> I, I don't think there is one. Uh, next note, Limp Biscuit. Once again, nope. <laughs> uh, so I guess it was another performance. Not, not much of a note? No. Um, that leads us into Coach. Bringing the catfight girls out for the WrestleMania catfight. Tanya Ballinger <laughs> and Katana Baker, if those are their real names. I really doubt that. Oh, no. Uh, I've heard aliases before in my life. Yeah, Stacy comes out and decides to make it a triple threat. Oh, my God, gorilla. And then Tori comes out to make it a fatal four-way catfight. And this was obviously the ridiculousness that you expect. For all the kids listening to this show... If this was your first time experiencing Tori Wilson, watch Judgment Day, same year? <laughs> yep. Same year. Judge- same year? Judgment Day 03? Yes. Yep. Just, so I, that should I, be their second time experiencing Tori Wilson. If you want to know why she's arguably the GOAT, <laughs> Judgment Day 03. I would suggest in the future when you make that reference, you should say, parents, this is where you turn off your podcast, <laughs> kids. I got you. Yeah. So one, one of the highlights, obviously, is... The ridiculous part that Coach plays in the whole thing. Gets knocked down, gets rolled over by two of the women. He ends up getting pantsed. And he gets he takes the pin in the match. If you think he's ridiculous, wait till you see Taz at Jud- Judgment Day of the Third. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. An enjoyable segment for everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> Tori saved it. I-, I was just thinking, I wouldn't mind being Coach. I mean, <laughs> pay all this money to roll around with hot women. Okay. I think he has said as much that anything anybody wants to criticize me about, look at the things I got to do. I'm pretty satisfied with with the way my career went. Yeah, the whole the whole um the whole um the women rolling on top of him Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, literally rolled directly over his entire body. Yeah, it was it was a, a segment very much in line with what that era was. We then go to the young up and comer, Booker T. I'm sorry, Booker T, who's going up against the young <laughs> up-and-comer Triple H. The king of kings. For the World Heavyweight Championship. Ric Flair with Triple H at this time. Obviously, Alo, I will go to you first on this. This was discussed on a previous show where Laugh asked a question on Stump Alo, 
who was the young up-and-comer that Booker T put over. So I know you have thoughts, and I'm going to let you get to them. Yes, um, first I'm going to give my thoughts on the match, and then I'll get to what I have to say to Lafferty. But I, I, I think they doctored this video package to cut some stuff out. I think it did because, you know, I, I, I'm almost positive it did because I don't remember the package being that short. I, I could have sworn they showed Triple H just, like, talking, bashing Booker T's past more than what oh, you're talking about the match. No, I mean in the video package leading up to the Okay, match. you just said you were... Yeah, I thought they doctored short the video package. package. I guess all I heard. <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, you could tell Booker T's, like, story in this match, like, trying to climb that ladder, and um, King had a line says, I don't think we need a world champion with Johnny, he has Johnny Cochran on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, listen, it was an uphill battle with Booker T throughout the match, you could tell that throughout, tell that in the story, and when we first started the show, I talked about some characters I felt that were under, that I couldn't, that I didn't really appreciate back then, like, Triple H with, with the clean shave as a kid, I hated it, because it mm-hmm. wasn't my Triple H. Or whatever, but in retrospect now, like okay, this is like Prep was here um, a few weeks ago talking about it. We did twenty one talking about the Lemmy beard, but I was like, and he was mocking world champions and watching this. I was like, wow, this was like really great. He was like having a good time, like mm-hmm. and on commentary they kept putting over like we all know Triple H just spine buster, but Jr. like made it a fact to always mention the older wrestlers that he was mimicking. Like he said, the arm bust on um, the arm Anderson spine buster, and then when one point Triple H put in the Indian death lock, and Jr. Yeah. was like, oh my god, I. Have not seen a perfectly executed <laughs> Indian Deathlock in years, yeah. and, and like they put that over big, big, big time in this match. And um, like we said, the cerebral assassin going after Booker T's leg, the leg actually cost him after he hit the Houston Hangover. I think he just hit Triple H just top of his head when Booker T hit the Houston Hangover off the top rope. And Triple H wins and buries young talent, as Laugh would say. But like I told, like I will tell you, Vince never put Booker T over any of his top guys, never. Punk, I'll always give you wholeheartedly. Booker T, it's up for debate, but he never put Booker T over his guys. We did throw in 2001. He, he the Rock did he um he beat the um the Rock beat Booker T in X amount of months in handicap matches. We did No Mercy 01. He lost it to he lost to the Undertaker. <laughs> Judgment Day 04. He lost to the Undertaker. He eventually even put Booker T over Batista. The only way he could beat Batista is by disqualification. <laughs> he didn't put Booker T over his guys. It, it, the facts are there because he's a WCW guy, and he, like even when he won the WCW title, he beat Ray. That was a WCW guy. Right. He never beat none of Vince's Vince's top creations. So you're saying it's not a Triple H thing; it's a Vince McMahon thing. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. 20, yeah. Sunday dinner, family's all around. <laughs> Who can we keep down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joseph, your thoughts on Booker T and Triple H? I mean, it was an okay match. Um, for what it's worth, of the two title matches, I probably this would be the second. Um, not, I mean, for me, both the title matches weren't the main draw. Uh, they were solid matches, um, but this was okay. I enjoyed it for what it's worth. But you had no doubt Triple H was going to walk away with the victory. Right. Um, Eck, any thoughts? It, you know, Aaron makes points about like the video package and stuff. It's one of those things we talk about often on the show, uh, Triple H, you know, whether it be him or Vince or the company holding Booker T and burying him in this program. But until you see the package, it's one thing that I always forget. Wow, I really wanted Booker T to win this match. Yeah. Like I, and I can remember vividly with the package, like, pulling for him and, you know, being annoyed and probably being a fat kid. Like, all right, man, where's my next slice of pizza? A <laughs> fat kid. But the I mean, match was good. Match was solid. I can't picture you ever being a fat kid. 
Well, thank you. You're just too attractive on the eyes. <laughs> Were you a fat kid? Oh, my gosh. I was huge. Really? Yeah. It's pounding the pizzas. Never known this. Well, I, I feel like um, I'm going to need to see a picture at some point. Probably won't, but maybe we're <laughs> I feel like those pictures are all burnt. Yeah, not going to lie. You're probably not going to see that. You didn't even entertain it. like, no. Nah. Yeah, but rest assured, it happened. Um, <laughs> not, no kayfabe here. <laughs> Fat Eck in a little coat. <laughs> coat might have been little. Is Eck too fat too mean to say? Or? Eck too fat. No, I think that it's probably unoriginal. It's probably so. <laughs> okay, Act fine. Too overweight. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought this was you know a good match. I I would have liked to have seen Booker T win myself, um, but what are you gonna do? Nothing you can do about it now. It's 2018 now. It happened. Can't be changed. <laughs> yep. And what's complaining going to do? What is done yeah. can't be undone. <laughs> no, it cannot be undone. You forgot to say he couldn't even beat Cody. <laughs> To, to that defense, Booker T was putting over younger talent. <laughs> Real younger talent. At least some of them was, right? Yeah. That leads us into 20 years in the making. Vince McMahon, the man who made WrestleMania what it was, versus Hulk Hogan, also the man who made WrestleMania what it was in a street fight. Hogan's career was on the line. One thing I always love is... For as much as Vince talks, once he gets in there and starts getting knocked around, there are not many people as good at looking pathetic as Vince is. <laughs> just everything. He just can't do anything, can't defend himself. He's just flopping around. Always appreciated that. Another, another thing I loved about this. Both of them end up busted open. Even the Spanish announcer ends up busted open in this match. He did, he did get busted. So I laughed so hard so when Taz good. goes, oh, he's busted open. <laughs> I died. I did not remember that at all. Wearing some crimson mask. Yeah, did not expect it. And then one point they, like, pan over to me, sitting on the floor with blood yes. all over his face. It was <laughs> awesome. Adios mio. <laughs> yeah, Joseph, obviously you're with me, one of the people that remembers the early WrestleManias being alive when they happened. Who, who made WrestleMania what it was, Vince McMahon or Hulk Hogan? I would have to say Hulk Hogan, in my from my standpoint. Um, Get it, Tori? Well, I'm I'm not weighing in yet, but so you think you think Hogan? Yeah, from my standpoint, just because again, I grew up a fan more than anything else, and Hogan was always what I wanted to see. I mean, like we you said, we covered six. Hogan Warrior was a major match for me growing up, as far as my wrestling persona. <laughs> So, Hogan, Ayla, what is your thought? Well, on that? Mm-hmm. Who made WrestleMania what it was? Hogan. Eck? No debate, Hogan. I mean, Vince is the owner. He had the company. Uh, people can have their opinions on Hulk Hogan present day in 2018. Hulk Hogan didn't just make WrestleMania what it was. He made wrestling what it is. Very well said. Uh, I also agree. I, I would guess most people do. Yeah, Vince was the one who actually put the show on. He was the promoter. But there is no show to promote. There are no tickets to be sold. Without Hulkamania. Right. Hulk Hogan and the tagline of Hulkamania. That's why he was able to do WrestleMania, was because of Hulkamania. Um, Yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. I don't know, Eck, did you enjoy this street fight? Did you enjoy it as 12-year-old you? I did. Did you care enough about Hulk Hogan for this to matter? I did. I was marking out for uh, Hulkamania running wild. Hulk still rules. 
um, and everything we got in that time period. His tag tag run with Edge, his short and last WWE championship reign. Um, the match had a lot. It had spots. It had a few times where he thought it would end. Who would think you're going to have Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan you're going to get a ladder spot? <laughs> Dude, I want him to do a Jeff Hardy hand sign so bad. <laughs> that would be awesome. And the, th- the funny thing was, he did the infamous lead a butt drop when he jumped off the top yeah. of the ladder because it was all butt on Hogan's face. All butt. <laughs> that was a good spot. Uh one that obviously nobody watching at the time would have ever expected, like you said. Yeah, because that's what I said. I didn't really watch the DVD. This is one reason I didn't like this match growing up. I was like, what is this? This is long. <laughs> that was the, the inaugural. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is long. I'll actually, I'll actually say, again, with this show, there's... I forgot about this match, similar to the Cruiserweight Championship, and it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. The stipulation is Hulk loses, he doesn't wrestle again. Okay, this is when the Patriot comes. Or what was he? (laughs) Mr. America. Mr. America. This is when Mr. America is going to come, he's going to lose. And then when Piper came out, I'm like, okay, cool, I was right. He's going to lose, and here comes Mr. America. But that's not what happened. So, again, I'm getting swerved 15 years in the past. (laughs) Swerved. Yeah, Alo, your thoughts? Yeah, um, for, once again, Taz is horrible. He had a, he had a, he had a line saying, uh, oh, "Can't man. be said too many yeah, times." Yeah, he's so bad. <laughs> but he's he had a line where saying, "Well, we've seen Vince take risks before." No, we haven't. <laughs> Shut up, Taz. When, when, when Vince was climbing the ladder, like stop it. But we've seen him off a, uh, a cage. But that wasn't taking a risk. That was him running by the line <laughs> exactly, trying to get away. Exactly. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that wasn't really a risk. Exactly. Also, also, I got to say this right now. Brian Hebner, Brian Hebner runs in the family. He's terrible. Get him <laughs> but the, the look when Vince grabbed the pipe and he rolls up from underneath the uh, apron. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> on his, I, don't, I don't know if that was something he set up. It had to be. Uh-huh. Something he discussed with production beforehand. I'm going to come up from behind the apron. Get my face. And just that grin on his <laughs> yes. face as he rises up over the ring with, apron. With the crimson mask. It was Could great. not have been any Like, we give him a lot of flack for what goes on backstage and how he doesn't he hasn't adjusted to the times in wrestling today. But that was fantastic because he, when he was on camera, he was always money. Can't deny he's, a show, he's not a showman. I mean, that look right yeah, that, there. That sells. <laughs> sells. I knew that as a gif. I really did. <laughs> I, I got to find but it. So it says something you don't like. What is that gif? Uh, I knew that as a gif. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've said numerous times on the show, as, as much as I can criticize him now and as infuriating as he can be now for some of the decisions he makes and for how unentertaining a lot of his product is, I don't know if there's any other human being on earth that has given me the enter- the amount of entertainment as an on-screen character as Vince McMahon has. As much H or HBK, Chris Jericho, to me, greatest of all time. Still did not entertain me as much as Vince has. <laughs> I, I gotta say, the IWC was popping for no selling back even back in <laughs> <Yeah. third. laughs> Yeah, just watching Vince take the beating is great. Him all bloodied is great. Him with that sad, kind of whiny look on his face is great. Yeah, because even what Eric said, um, with, I knew Mr. America was next after this, but I was like, I, I remember Hulk, Hulk winning, but I was like, did he lose? Because I, I forgot, because this, like this whole Hogan story didn't last that long. Because because I, I forgot exactly what happened for why they ended the whole Mr. America thing. I know he took his mask off, and um, when SmackDown went off air one time, but I was like, is he winning? Like I don't remember what happened with Shane because Shane did come down after this mm-hmm. match. But what I do remember is Piper. He comes in and he befriends Sean O'Hare, 
And then at Backlash, she had a um, Sean O'Hare had a match with Rikishi because it was basically over um, Piper hitting a coconut over Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> Jeez. And then and then Mr. America and Piper had a match at Judgment Day. Yeah. So Shane, you mentioned Shane came out with some color still in his hair. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with Shane at this time. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Don't he wasn't around, so I was shocked when he came down the ramp, and I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I know a few weeks later, like I said, the Miss America vignette started playing, like a few weeks later, and then the, the whole Zach Gowan thing happened too. Was he wearing some J's when he came down, or he was dress wearing shoes. a standard dress, shoes. dress shoe? Dress shoes. <laughs> oh no, shoe game not tight today that, that night. That was not. Joseph, any last thoughts on Hogan and Vince? Yeah, like I said, I read the uh, reviews before I watched the match, so I was like expecting garbage. Um, didn't really remember the match coming out, so I was kind of kind of blown away a little more than I probably would have if I watched it clean. Um, it was a lot better than I expected. Uh, just the transitions. Um, they had a couple moments where you thought this guy was going to win, that guy was going to win. I don't know why Rowdy Piper came down. That really didn't play <laughs> out at all. Um, I don't know why Shane came down. It didn't really do anything. I thought maybe there was going to be something more there. But overall, it was good. I mean, you got the color, the Spanish analysis guy. He, God bless his soul. He had color. <laughs> he had color. I don't know if he ever recovered. The hard way. I don't know if he ever recovered from that or not. Um, but I- I'm going to guess he probably match. didn't. It was a solid match. Yeah, I-, I think if you read a review, it's probably being rated as a wrestling match. And this, yeah. as we ultimately say, this is not a wrestling match. This was sports entertainment. So According to Jericho, is Vince McMahon's best match. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, there was a lot to it. Yeah, because he actually like he was actually carrying Hogan for a little bit of it, <laughs> which I found very entertaining. But how did that whole... Like I said, the video... I don't know if I said this, but the video package was great. I love how they tied everything together with the whole 93 steroid thing and how Hogan testified against him. So how'd that go? I don't... Glad you brought that up. Yeah, I don't entirely remember. I was still pretty young and brokenhearted about the whole thing. Because Hogan was already gone from WWF, or was he still there when he testified? So, in 93... He was gone, gone? okay. Yeah. And he testified. And yeah, he was gone, but he hadn't jumped to WCW. Yeah, he was in WCW, because I knew that happened like a year or so later. Yeah, and that that was like the big thing, though, was that Hulk Hogan came out against Vince. It was a legit story. And I remember thinking, like, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan did steroids? What? Because Joey will probably remember this. Back in the 80s... Carl Lewis was a track and field legend for the United States. He made his career all the way up into the mid to late 90s. He won four gold medals in the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles. In 1988, he lost to Ben Johnson from Canada. And I remember at nine years old just not being able to comprehend that Carl Lewis could lose to some guy from Canada. There's no way this could happen. Then three days later, Ben Johnson tests positive for steroids Stripped of his gold medal. Gold medal gets awarded to Carl Lewis. The world made sense again. It did. But in my mind, it's just like steroids are bad. Like, you are you are a piece of garbage yeah. if you do steroids. That's like <laughs> yeah. how my young mind worked. And then to find out that Hulk Hogan did steroids, it was like I... Similar to Michael Jackson when a lot of the stuff he did came out. It was like I didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And didn't allow myself to really comprehend that this could have happened. But, yeah, that was a pretty big deal that he – and, honestly, great for that story because yeah. you had that. You had him going to WC, WCW. You know, you, you left. Yeah, so it was like re- – it all, like, culminated in a really good way. That's that's what I thought. I was like, oh, okay, when, like, when the match starts, okay, this is, like, really, really good. Yeah, and I even remember that being on ESPN. Uh-huh. And, you know – In 93, in, yeah. In 93, if WWF is on ESPN. Sports Center. 
That's a, a big deal because that was not happening at the time. I, I still deny to this day that Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he he may have doubled down on vitamins. <laughs> Had a little extra and prayers and, and, and prayers and milk. I mean, we all know that can mimic the effects of steroids. That's probably what happened. No one ever brought that yeah. up in the news. But, <laughs> vitamins with every meal, <laughs> prayers morning, morning, noon, and night. Yeah, maybe that's all it was. It wasn't steroids. I mean, I'm just being honest. Uh, you know what, Joey? I, I'm with you. That that makes the tw- 13, 14-year-old me feel a lot better oh about this old thing. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot that was part of it. But, yeah, that was like a big deal. Uh, we get to finally, pun intended, finally, <coughs> The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rock had never beaten Austin at WrestleMania. This would be Austin's last match, I believe, if I'm if I remember correctly. Uh, accurate. Um, again, I love the idea that this was sold as being such a big deal to The Rock. This mattered to him. Yeah, I'm in Hollywood now. I'm beyond this place, but this is still important to me. Because mm-hmm. everything um, I have done, I have not done this. Right. Um, I, what are, what are the reviews for this match? What, what do people say about this match? This is universally noted. I know Austin says he doesn't like this match. But uh, I know universally it's not really liked that much. It's not rated that high. But even in my notes I said it. Well, first of all, I got to you know, destroy the IWC. Mm-hmm. Would y'all have complained seeing this three times in five years? No. Well, now they would, yeah. Now that's what I'm saying. Like three times in five years, they would destroy this now. But, um... The reason, like, watching this, I did enjoy this match. I really did. But the problem is, compared to the other two, because the other two are, like, maybe top five matches in WrestleMania all time, WrestleMania 17, maybe the greatest match in WrestleMania history, debatable, like, debatable, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. But you're going off of those bodies of work to this. This was nowhere near those levels, but this was still a really good match, especially for Austin, who was all beat up at this point. Yeah, he was not in the best of shape no. at this time. It showed. Joey, who who did you prefer out of Austin and The Rock? I'd go Austin easy. Even I, then, like, was there ever a debate for you? You were always an Austin. No, no, it was never really a debate. I, I could, like, I mean, like, some people like Warrior, some people liked. I always identified with one superstar, and he was just kind of my guy. And it was, for this era, I was kind of stone cold. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I was bald and I chugged beer. <laughs> neither here nor there. Were you doing that before Austin came around? Yeah. Or did he inspire that in you? Is no. that why you grew your hair back out? Well, no, it's because the wife didn't. Joey's a Hollywood hair. blonde now. Yeah, I'm a Hollywood blonde. <laughs> I, I, I kind of went the opposite route of Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> the goddamn Hollywood blonde team. <laughs> the superstar, Joe Rodermill. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, Eck, I know you're an Austin guy. Yes, but also watching. Anytime there's a segment with these two, if it's them singing, them drinking beer, them having a match, that's, in my opinion, that's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite rivalry of all time. So good. I enjoyed the hell out of the match. I'm going to say it's the match of the night. It does not compare to 17 and probably doesn't compare to 15. One part, like... I tried nitpicking the match to try to pick out certain things. There's stuff about it I love. I And I know Aaron loves when, after the match, The Rock's talking to Austin and Earl Hebner keeps trying to come over. <laughs> like two or hey, get three up. times. He shoves him. And I mean, he's shoving him like it is his worst enemy. He is shoving him to get away. I keep it, telling you, he's terrible. It is, it is hilarious. Um, the feud's so good, and... 
again, Austin, when he was hot, when he was white hot out there and winning matches and winning titles, he didn't lose a lot. And when he did, he did not lose in the fashion he lost this match. I mean, it took three three rock bottoms to put him down. And what I was expecting after the second rock bottom, I was waiting for a little more offense. I thought it was going to drag out a little more, and it didn't. He really pretty much just got served the next rock bottom, and that was the match. Yeah, he got beat. <laughs> yeah. It was. There was no debate about it. He got beat. Highlight for me, Rock putting on the vest. Yeah, that, that, that happened for a long period of time. Than I, actually thought, I thought it was quick. It was like yeah. after the match. Just the spitting in the face as only the Rock can. Him putting on the vest and kind of doing yeah, the, the, yeah. the mannerisms that he, he does. He had it on for a while. Yeah, grabbing, grabbing it and popping it out and flinging his arms. I thought it was excellent <laughs> that he did that. And how the, the commentary is acting like, oh, Austin's not going to like this. <laughs> It's it's similar. I, I wish I had a good example because it happens every now and again. Kind of like Big E with his pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the most important question. What did you think of the work rate in this match? <laughs> <coughs> I got another one that. Okay. I finally see your point with the Rocks figure four. Okay. <laughs> I, there's no four. It's just, I mean, Sharpshooter, I'm sorry. There's no four. <laughs> no. He basically and, locks and his, the ankles. His, feet, his ankles are just crossed, and that's it. Yeah, it's and horrible. There was a straight shot of just the ankles crossed. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I really see his point. It's like <laughs> it's like dead set right there. I'm like, wow. this is, I, I really see Ron's It's a modified Sharpshooter. It's, more it's a modified Sharpshooter. It's a Samoan Sharpshooter. It's more they just never gave it the name. They didn't triple name every move back in yeah, it's, 03. It's more like of a combination of an ankle lock and a Sharpshooter. So I was like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, he basically puts his foot in there, crosses the ankles, puts both ankles under the arm and then just yeah. turns over. Yeah, and then screams in pain. Yeah, no, you put the one leg into the pit of the knee <laughs> yeah. and then pull the, the shin back. Yeah. And the, the leg is locked in there. I was like, okay, this, I see his point completely now. This could be a new segment, Wrestling 101 with Ronnie Pesh. Sharpshooter 101. <laughs> with, with, yeah. yeah they, they wouldn't like that in Japan, but... Uh. No, they would not. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, did, I actually didn't write that down this time. Actually, no, I did. Here was my note. The sharpshooter actually looked like he was giving Austin's knee a rest. <laughs> so that was my note on the Very on the sharpshooter. Yeah. It was a rest hold for, for Austin. Austin was having his last match. Maybe he did want to give his knee a rest. <laughs> Maybe he did. So it was the one time the, the rock sharpshooter came in here. And even, even back then, they were noting rock had a WrestleMania curse against Austin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I thought this was a lot of fun. Two of, two of the titans of the business. Again, not their best match, but there was importance to it because it was something that one guy had never done. Uh, does anybody want to talk about what happened the, the next night? You're next! <laughs> Is that, well, can that be you. all we say about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's just stick to 19. Yeah. The Rock, the Rock put over young talent the next month. Yeah, he he. Talent, it, you're using the word talent very loosely. <laughs> a young man. Yeah, okay. Young Thank entertainer. You. Young entertainer. Oh, you're using entertainer very loosely. <laughs> young <too>. football player. <laughs> okay, I'll take a, that. A young four of You're using football player very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from The Flash. <laughs> okay, he was on The Flash. I can't say That's you're using actually, that loosely. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> no, no a future father. <laughs> yeah. I, I said Hollywood Rock underrated. Hollywood Rock's the first person that gave us the, he was, he was the first incarnation of The Rock that gave us the Rock concert. And I, I didn't like Hollywood Rock as a kid because I turned on everybody when it, when they turned heel, I turned against them. Yeah, some kid, except Triple H. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the one guy you always stood behind. Yeah, 
But um, I remember the first rock concert. At, um, it was in Sacramento. It was like um, the Lakers had beat the Kings the, the year before in the Western Finals. And um, he had a line where he said, I'll be sure to come back when Lakers beat the Kings in May. And I'm like, okay, I love this guy. I love it. That's <laughs> all I had to say to uh-huh. win you over. Um, on to the main event. Kurt Angle. Actually, Joe, do you have anything else on that match? Well, you already moved on now. I can't go back. You can go back. Well, I'm not going to. I'm the host of the show. I go back when I want to go back. Oh, you want to go back? Yeah, I want to go back. Oh, I think we're going to have another calf fight. <laughs> the ring or, or in the ring or Stacey. in bed, Joey? Who's well, Stacy? Who's Tori? I already said I would finish all my debates in bed, so kind of kind of can't go back. Yeah, I forgot I only asked you who you preferred. I didn't get your thoughts on, on the match. I thought it was a terrific match. I agree with my boy Tricky Dicky. <laughs> it was the match. It was the match. It was the match of the night for me. I mean, I try to watch these matches whenever we do throwbacks in the vacuum. I don't try mm-hmm. to look too far back, and I definitely don't look into the future. I look at where we're at going into the pay per view, into the show. If I was watching this show going in, I would be and like I was. I was like, does he? Does he? Does he? Does he get beat for a third time? Does he win the match? Um, how does the match hold my attention? And it was great for me. Match of the night. Match of the night? For me. Now, was this one of the reasons you picked this show, or not? it happened to be a pleasant surprise? Uh, well, again, I knew the card. I didn't really remember a lot of the outcomes, um, other than, which we'll get into, Brock's uh, failed attempt at a shooting star. <laughs> which I wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I picked the show just to see Brock almost break his neck. Pretty much. <laughs> But it wouldn't have been a bad reason. Any wrestling fan in 2018 should want to watch this show for that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, main event, Kurt Angle defending the champ WWE Championship against Brock Lesnar. Two world-class athletes. They did some enjoyable stuff together over the years. Fifteen years later, one of them is the GM of Monday Night Raw, and one of them is the Universal Champion. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought there would have been a title called the Universal Championship <laughs> back in 2003? There's a title called the Universal the, Championship? Believe it or not. Really? The, very seldom seen on TV. Um, Brock spent more time on screen during this match than he has <laughs> since last year's WrestleMania. 21-minute match. The Shooting Star Press, I feel like anyone who was paying attention would have known as soon as he was about to jump that he was not going to get it. <laughs> his legs look like his legs looked very unsure about whether they should try this. Well, the thing not. is, not too long after this, he cuz he used to wrestle on um metal or jack whatever would come on Saturday night at around 11 o'clock. He would do this occasionally cuz him and Shelton Benjamin yeah. were tag team. He would do it and he, he actually he actually landed but I think he was noted for doing it like an OVW. Yeah. But like when I saw it I was like, "Oh my god, this was this was far." Fail. Yeah, and Angle takes some of the blame for it mm-hmm. because he says, I was the one that told him it's WrestleMania, you have to do it. And then he, I think he even says, <laughs> I realized how far away it was, I should have moved over, but I didn't want to ruin the illusion, I guess. He would have been better off ruining the illusion because Brock would end up doing that on his own anyway. I love that they tried to sell it. Oh, he didn't get all of it. I know. He didn't get <laughs> any of it. Well, he, he landed directly well, to the on <laughs> The, the, the top of his hairline hit Angle's arm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a sharp hairline, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the most I, dangerous hairline. And then my note, my note on that is, like, that's the moment Brock said, next time I'm only doing suplexes. Yeah, oh, yeah. From, this, from my All next right, concert. Only German concert. suplexes. And I wanted to see it because, like, he, he, he obviously missed it. He botched the hardcore. And he was go, he'd go on to 
to talk about it that he was blank. He was he was unconscious. Oh, you could tell. And he I was watching there. Horrible. His eyes were gone. He finished the match. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. Nothing upstairs. Yeah, it was very similar to Austin and Owen. That one mm-hmm. and Angle when he got knocked. He got knocked not knocked out, but he got concussed in a match with Triple H. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what Summer show Slam. that was. SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam. And you could tell the camera pans to him. You're like, Kurt Angle is not in that body right now. Yeah, but I got to give it to Brock for landing at F5. The, la- the final F5, I had to give him to that for that. It was a, every F5 he hit, all three of them, they were beautiful. Yeah. He, yeah. he never hits F5s that look that clean anymore. Yeah, uh, no, he does not. So, Joey, the main event, did it disappoint? Did it pleasantly surprise? Was it what you remembered? It didn't disappoint, but it didn't blow me away. Um, it was kind of middle ground. It was it was a good pay per view overall. The match was solid. Um, I was looking forward to Angle Lesnar again, mainly for to see how the bots play out. <laughs> was that as good as you remember? Yes, it was. <laughs> like I said, I saw the glazed eyes over. That was that was entertaining. Those eyes glazed over. That's what. That's exactly what I was here to see. And I got to see Brock more than I did all year. Yeah, this year in one match. Yeah, twenty one full minutes. Act your thoughts on the main event. Main event was good. Um, I think there was a few things. Uh, again, I, I think I was uh, pretty negative when I was watching this. Uh, I feel like there was a little more I was expecting. Uh, I forgot about Angle taking Brock to Suplex City before Suplex City was a thing. Mm-hmm. There's that beautiful German suplex where Brock goes inside out. Um, the in-ring work between both of them was really good. Anytime they got in the ring was really good. And I recall that period of SmackDown where those two playing tug-of-war for the title, not the way he plays tug-of-war with Roman. But I remember that all being entertaining. It was good stuff. The package, the build-up was good. The finish was good. Their moment <coughs> at the end. That's the way a main event should happen for WrestleMania. And it ends, and the whole crowd's not booing. So, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I enjoy it. I still stand by Austin Rock as the match of the night. Yeah. Halo? Yeah, similar to the whole Michaels-Jericho match, this match was kind of for the wrestling purists, too, because I think this was around the time where they had that quote-unquote shooting wrestling match before SmackDown yeah. one day when it was just sitting around during the day. Like like Eric said with the whole German suplex thing, but like I said, this match is mainly noted for that whole shooting star press spot. spot. And they, they even like showed as like a moment in WrestleMania, as right. bad as it was. Yeah, sometimes bad wrestling is good wrestling, <laughs> and I guess this was a case of that. But you don't think the the main event as a whole lived up to the billing of WrestleMania main event? I don't think any of those any of the world title matches would have lived up to the build of what it was. Maybe back in two thousand three, it felt that way because what was what was going on in SmackDown, like even with the video package where Kurt uses brother Eric um, to take a spot in that whole big title match that he had on SmackDown. But right now, in retrospect, I didn't really have the feeling of okay, this is the main event. Yeah. Kind of how I felt, too. Uh, And for my money, Kurt Angle is definitely the better suplex than (laughs) Brock Lesnar. I think his German suplex, there's something about the height he gets on it that I really appreciate, where Brock's is almost throwing a line drive straight behind him. Um, Yeah, I thought it was not an especially good main event. Um, But the show overall, I I did enjoy. It wasn't a showstopper for me like it was for you guys. But I thought it was a good show. Uh, any final thoughts on WrestleMania 19? Final thought, it was a good pay-per-view from start to finish. I mean, the matches, the card, the wrestlers, they were all good. I mean, outside of a couple, like, handful, maybe Nathan Jones and A-Train, which I didn't really <laughs> care for. 
everyone there I wanted to see in, in wrestling. And I mean, that just makes for a good card. Yeah, it does. Alo, any thoughts? I'm glad Limp Biscuit isn't WWE Sarah so Band anymore. <laughs> Me too. It's Kid Rock. Pitbull. Yeah. Limp Biscuit or Flo Rida? Ooh. <laughs> I'll right. take Flo Rida any day. <laughs> At least he's made a couple songs where I just bounce to. Yeah. I'll go with Flo Rida. Eck, any final thoughts on WrestleMania 19? Um, Star-studded, had some of the biggest names in the business of all time there. And I think at the same time, in a positive way, WWE has came a long way. They have come a long way. Um, can't argue with that. For me, yeah, good show. I enjoyed it. I'm glad Joey picked it. We've ended up with a lot of different eras of WWF slash WWE in this year's Road to WrestleMania, which has been a lot of fun. We have one more remaining. Uh, so that's the show for Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rottermill. Do it hard. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live. That's what she said. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand, this is Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again, fans mocking man, man I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land, off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell, talking madness, awesome well, what I'm cooking man, y'all off the smell.